The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Thank you for joining us wherever you are. This podcast episode is brought to you by the Old Ways Actual Play Team. This actual play uses the 7th edition Call of Cthulhu tabletop role-playing game rules by Chaos. This actual play is performed by adults and in an adult setting. While we try very hard to stick to language for all ages, listeners should know that this podcast may include mature themes. All content, including names, places, events, companies, and etc., that may bear resemblance to entities living or dead, is strictly coincidental. My name is Michael Diamond, and for tonight's game, I will be your keeper. We would like to extend our welcome to our newest Patreon backers. 22 plus, Ali Mack, Amber Manser, Antigunas, Andreas Tarandi, Kurt Tank, Jans Malin, Romulan Rina, and the Reverend D-Money. Thank you all so much for being a part of the first wave of our Patreon backers. If you'd like your own special shout-out on the show, you can go to our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash the old ways podcast, and join us. I'm uh, Lillian Lane. I am an um, associate of uh, Jonah Kensington. He gave us your name in reference to talk to you about uh, Mr. Jackson Elias. You do know Jackson passed away. We're supposed to pick up where he left off. We had we had all worked together on an expedition in Peru. Police baffled by monstrous murderers. Killer beast shot, but still alive. There's a farmer, George Osgood, and resident Lydia Perkins were torn to shreds in apparently unrelated murders on consecutive nights. On the third night, wheelwright Harold... Short was nearly killed, but managed to drive off his attacker, which he described as a grisly creature. Thank you for joining us again on another episode of the Old Ways Podcast. I am your keeper, Keeper Michael, and I would like to welcome all of our new Patreon supporters. So thank you so much for joining in, and it's great to have you here. Uh, I have assembled the cast for you for another episode of uh, the Old Ways Podcast does Masks of Neoapotep. And so I will start off with introductions to my virtual right. And this is uh, Lonnie, who's playing Lawrence Edward Oliver Forsyth. And uh, I'm driving a car. Yes, you are. Yes. Um, which side of the road? No, we'll get to that. We'll, we'll get to the, the side. Whichever of the road. side I want. I'm an American, damn it. Right. Yeah, no, <laughs> there won't be there won't be any problems um, at, at the end of the table. This is Jake. I'm playing Jack Doyle, and uh, I'm riding shotgun. Called it. Wow, quite literally. Uh, to uh, to his right. This is James. I'll be playing Doctor Sigmund Tartenbach, and I I I hope I'm just not in the trunk. That's all I hope. I'm sure that they would have put you somewhere reasonable, Doctor. To the doctor's right. This is Tiffany. I play Maeve O'Shea, and they probably put me in the trunk. 
that's got to be one big trunk. And then last, but most certainly not least. With Alex, I'll be playing Simon Conger, and uh, I am probably riding in the back seat, laughing at all the people in the trunk. <laughs> you probably put them there. Anyway. It's entirely possible. There's, there's no trunk in this car. <laughs> no, not at all. Okay. There's, uh, there's no boot. So we, right, correct, boot. Um, we will raise the curtain tonight uh, on a, a somewhat cloudy, maybe a bit uh, precipitous, a little bit rain here in the uh, local London area. Uh, the investigators have rented or have acquired legally this time a vehicle. Uh, and they are, they have set upon the task of driving north into the English countryside. Uh, they're heading toward uh, Derby, specifically Derbyshire, specifically Adele. Uh, so while they may not know specifically the ins and outs of all of the wonders of the English uh, countryside and the roads therein, they are set to find out. So we join them amongst the rattle and rattle of this uh, automobile uh, as they drive north. So, uh, I will start with you, Jack. Uh, from the shotgun seat in the vehicle, you have uh, an excellent view of a multi-patterned and multi-toned gray skyline and mostly wet fields. It's lovely country. The hills have not yet begun to roll so much. Uh, it's very much a flat pastoral countryside that you see. You've managed to get out of London proper and have gone through some of these smaller villages that surround the London area. But it still feels like you've got a long way to go. Uh, currently, you are coming up on um, at least if I think that that sign says Hatfield. Hatfield, huh? Hmm. Right. I assume we have a map. It's quite a bit to assume, um, but knowing you, <laughs> Mr. Forsyth, I know you would not leave London without a map. Well, I mean, to be fair, if we're if we've acquired a vehicle, whatever agency has given us the vehicle, realizing from my rather special American accent that uh, I'm going to get lost <laughs> and they want the car back. I'm, I'm certain that Miss Lane, who is you know, napping in the back of the vehicle as best she can, uh, she would have asserted such to the rental agency. And at that point, they would have given you a fair amount of uh, paper accessories to familiarize yourself with the topography of the English countryside. Now I just have to figure out which dirt road is actually the road and which dirt road is actually just the horse track. Correct. If you're driving, then I'm going to want a navigate roll. Do you want navigate or do you want drive auto? I want navigate. Oh, okay. I want drive auto, not jet. I'm not going to force you off the road just yet. Well, this is going to be fantastic. I'll tell you that right now. I'm spending five points of luck on that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that 20 over 15, you spend five points of luck, you make it a success. Okay, so the uh, the morning begins rather fortuitously. 
you and Jack uh, trade names on maps and you only have to turn around a couple of times in, in certain places, but you seem to get for that first, say, three to four hours, uh, you seem to get along on the right way. That said, with the rain and these roads, you don't get very far. You had kind of an expectation of getting there probably by nightfall, but as the day wears towards the middle, you get the feeling like you won't be making anywhere near Derby by uh, by nightfall. And yet you press on. Do you think we'll be traveling in the dark? I mean, there's lamps on, on the car. The cows won't be out. Oh, wait, that's not a cow. <laughs> not funny. Speaking of, not cows per se, but we'd mentioned before that this car probably does not have a very big boot, if any boot at all. So you've probably managed to tuck a, a few items in to the car. What what have you brought collectively? Guns. <laughs> Lots of them. I was under the impression that we'd gotten a car with a double back seat. Yes, you, you do have a car with a double back seat, although there yeah, are it's, it's full of people. Right. Right. So I was assuming like I'm in the I'm in the rear with the gear at this point. I don't know that I would have more than my duffel. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we don't need to go through an exhaustive equipment list. I, I'm going to assume Miss O'Shea brought her satchel full of books and um, various sundry uh, items. Assembled rifles are in the car. Right. Uh, I'm going to assume that Jack brought a few weapons in case uh, he needs them. Sigmund has yeah. his doctor bag. I do. And since we're kind of out in the country, I kind of want to see if I can get some uh, alone time to uh, practice with my fun. Um, we're 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 all in the car with you. Well, I mean, not like practice on us. (laughs) Just somewhere out in the middle of nowhere. If we happen to get in the middle of nowhere, and I can fire off a few rounds, you know. Yeah, he's gonna drive by the herd. Start cutting that chitty out the window. <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure. That's why I was kind of asking about the assault rifles or whether or not there are like bags containing rifles or like what's going on back here. Um, and rack in the back window. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that it's a gun rack per se. No, no, I'm pretty sure they're just kind of like leaned against the seat. <laughs> I don't know that there's any other place to put them. Probably not. Um, so there's probably at least I know uh, Forsyth. Forsyth has a rifle, right? I have a rifle and a shotgun. Okay, so I'm assuming those are both back here. Are you are you bagging them or are they just out? Oh, uh, they are in cases, sir. I also, really taking doubt. A space back here. <laughs> I really doubt that Lillian's going to leave without some sort of weapon as well. Oh, that's right. She had a she had a shotgun, right? Okay, so this... I think the so, yeah. elephant rifle? No, no, no. The <laughs> elephant rifle is back in the states. It's back that in the does not State. come with us. <laughs> yep. She's a danger to herself and others with that Some very nice leather gun cases. It'll be just fine. So the day wears a bit. Um, you get to midday. You eventually have to stop, Mister Forsyth. Why don't you give me uh, an idea roll? No idea. 
88 over 55, that's not an idea. Okay. Um, you guys do find a village to pull over and get out and you pull off towards a sign that says Northampton. Um, you can see that there's a couple of small houses and then it leads into what looks like more of a uh, industrialized area. And then you come upon uh, what looks like a town square. A lot of people uh, pay you pretty close attention. You come in in, a, in an automobile. What are you doing, I guess? That's a good question. There's probably a gas can in the trunk. With all the guns. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it is this, I am not riding with a gas can in my lap, I'm just saying. I left that back at the... I left that back at the hotel because, you know, we needed room for guns. <laughs> it's in the IED bag. <laughs> you do notice that uh, there seems to be a fair amount of uh, tradesmen here in uh, Northampton. There seem to be a lot of men in coveralls and uh, workers. They seem to be lined up around a couple of the buildings here. Bases are pretty long and... Uh, Looks like there's some sort of trade hall that they're waiting outside of. So yeah, you don't stop too far from that. There's a uh, a, a pub that you're you're hoping has some food. If not, there's a butcher, or perhaps you can find a, a vendor with some sort of food fare. About what time of day is it? It's roughly midday now. Uh, getting out and inquiring about food. You get out. Um, you see a young boy stop and let let go of his uh, mother's hand and stare at the car. He doesn't anything to you, but he definitely looks at the car. <laughs> get out. I'm going to turn to the doctor and, um, excuse me, monsieur. Uh, I'm going to push, push like a couple dollars into his hand. Whatever you end up, please bring me something small. I'll stay with the car. Tweet you mean? Yes. I will. I'll give him a nod and just kind of take up a spot near the car. Maybe I'll lean on the back and wait for everybody to go inside wherever they end up anyway. That's a good question. Where's everybody else going? I will uh, follow the doctor wherever he wanders to. That sounds really dangerous. <laughs> Better than following me. Yep. Probably a pub or something. Yeah. Yeah, there's one not far from here. The doctor is definitely going to head to a pub. They usually have some sort of, you know, Sandwiches, pasties, you know, something like that. If you can grab, the, yeah, grab, you know, grab a maybe even a little drink. I'm in the back seat. I'm not driving. Nobody cares about it. it's the twenties, right? <laughs> right. Yep. Uh, you find a uh, pub. This pub. It's got a sign uh, near the door. Quite the interesting picture on it. What looks like a dog, maybe a, a wolf's head. It looks like it's been stuck to a lance and the uh, the pub is called the Slaughtered Lamb okay I take a look at the long look at the sign <laughs> it sounds like a charming place mm-hmm. well I believe they have tentacles on it no there's, there's no tentacles on the sign there's only there's only nineacles not ten okay. correct bum, bum. <laughs> you uh you head inside see ya relatively, I wouldn't say lively, but uh, there's men in here drinking. It looks like they're having their uh, midday. 
and you see a lot of the same folks that you saw, types of folks you saw outside. You see guys in workmen's uniforms. These look a little, they look a little bit more upbeat in here than the folks out near the building, but uh, it gets a little quiet <laughs> when you guys walk in. Approach the bar. The uh, younger man at the bar uh, wipes down the part of the bar that you're about to sit at. Can I get you? Don't get in here. I would like one pint of whatever the local people drink here and two sandwiches, please. Right. Right up. He uh, gives you a bit of a look and then turns back and you can see him start pouring a nail. Sean, two sandwiches for the uh, Kaiser up front. <laughs> Pup continues to mill and you see uh, guys over uh, on the far side of the room playing darts and looks like there's a bit of uh, gambling going on between who's going to win. The barman turns back and says, uh, lady, what can I get you? I will have a sandwich and a water, please. Water. Yeah, one of the gentlemen uh, that you guys are about two seats down from kind of huffs a bit. Uh, he'd be sicker than dog drinking the water here. Well, what would you suggest instead? He lifts his pint. I suppose. See, uh, the, the barman kind of wave him off a bit. Uh, don't let Sean give me any trouble. He's out of work like the rest of these boys. They put up a couple of sandwiches. Look like they're uh, thick slices of ham. Maybe a bit of uh, lettuce. Thank you very much. You're welcome. They're not from here. Where are you from? America. Oh. <laughs> uh, he makes the sign of the cross. <laughs> oh, sorry to hear that. Well, you're in a better place now. Much more civilized. I'm the same. They serve you pretty quick, Jack. Um, you get your associated food. Um, Alex, you're at the car. So why don't you have uh, Simone give me a spot hidden all? Sure. 78 over 50. Uh, and then, uh, Mr. Forsyth, did you stay at the car? Did you head uh, somewhere inside the pub to get something to eat as well? I would have probably stayed back at the at the car, actually. Okay. All right. Spot hidden for uh, Mr. Forsyth as well, then. Hey, hard success. 15 under 48. Very nice. You are drawing the attention of several people. These, uh, there's quite a long line of what appear to be tradesmen uh, across the block who are eyeing this relatively nice automobile. Um, while they're not making any aggressive movements per se, you can tell that they are beginning to talk back and forth and do so while they look at the car. If uh, if you need some time away from driving, you can go inside and join the others. I'm sure I'll be fine. I'm fine. I'm fine, Mr. Granger. I'm going to inspect the car, make sure that everything is copacetic for the time being. Uh, you know, okay. check the wheels, get on a knee, look under the car. Yeah, you can give me um mechanical repair. Mechanical repair, just to give a thirty-eight over sixty. Okay, uh, the car 
seems to have held up so far as far as the muddy roads and the you know, difficult um, just the uneven terrain that is the this section of uh, untarmacked England um, but what you do notice as you're going through the car and just checking things over you're about at about quarter of a tank of petrol and you don't really know around here where to get more but um, just to try to figure out how much I think we're going to need to get to where we're going you have the maps in the mm-hmm. car uh, so if you take a look at those maps and make a navigate roll you might be able to get a fair idea of what comes next it's a fair it's 45 over 10 you think you probably would need about at least a half a tank of gas to get there I could maybe push that with like a drive auto roll uh, you can't push it with another skill, but what you could do is you could explain to me if you want to, a push roll basically means I'm going to make this harder on myself. I'm going to up the stakes. Sure. I don't want to make it harder because my navigate is pretty low, but uh-huh. um, just based on like what I know about vehicles in both driving and fixing them, um, something I could get maybe a a, a better estimate at least how how much the car is like how fast we went through that tank assuming it was full um, just to give myself a better guess I guess if you give me um, an edu roll I can give you a, a line of thinking potentially 29 over 85 just judging by the distance on the map and where the gas tank is you're fairly certain that you're a third of the way there give or take uh, and you have used two-thirds or more of your gas tank. And so you know that you're going to need petrol and probably fairly soon. Let's start writing things down. Um, and I will, all I'm writing, I'll kind of meander over to uh, Mr. Forsyth. Uh, Monsieur, yes. I don't suppose that you are aware of any uh, place to get the gasoline here? I can uh, certainly ask a local where the uh, tractors get their gasoline from. This is a farming community. Get some extra cans if uh, we are going to be in the countryside for long. Those of you who are in the uh, in the pub, I have finished up. Perhaps two. Finish my pint. Grab my wrapped Sammy uh, Simon and head back outside. With uh, Maven tow, I imagine. Absolutely. You're getting kind of back into the car and uh, getting prepared and these uh, and Jack yeah uh, there Simone and, and Mr. Forsyth seem to be looking over the maps and discussing routes maybe you're not sure Miss O'Shea why don't you give me a spot hidden Elite Oakley 55 over 68 those folks across the street definitely have taken notice of the car and it feels like getting looked at um, back home, you know, mm-hmm. you get the feeling like something's not right. Um, doctor, we need to go. I agree. This weather is terrible. Uh, no, the people. Look across the street. You look across the street. I do. With a twenty-eight under seventy. Yeah, hard sex. Um, so that there's probably a group of three or four gentlemen, and I use that term very loosely, uh, who have. Now, at this, this point, they stay, basically turn 
and they stop talking to one another because they've noticed that two or three people have now noticed them. Um, but they were definitely eyeing the car, and the people around the car are pretty close. I agree with you, Miss O'Shea. We probably should move along. Jack, we should go. All right. No problem. Mr. Forsyth, are you going to continue your search for this elusive gasoline? Yeah. Shouldn't be hard. Actually, if I if I went to the pub where they were at and asked, and asked where the filling station was, they should tell me. You can always try. Change that uh, Maeve and uh, Sigmund had. But that was close enough for us to pick up on what's going on, right? We're not totally oblivious to the people that were across the street yeah. now. Are they still not there? Now. Not, not with two people talking about it, not with your ears. Okay. Um, if people are getting into the car, I am going to continue to stay outside because, I mean... Lawrence is walking about, right? Looking for gas. And it looks like he's heading into the pub. Sure. Well, that's that's the hunt. He's on a, he's on a, this is his quest. So uh, I'm going to stay basically leaning against the driver's side of the car. I'll put my hat a little lower so that, you know, rain's not getting in my face. And, and I'm not going to, like, stare them down, but I definitely want to be facing them and making them, like, readily aware of the fact that I know they're there and I know they're looking. You see the men across the way do the same thing with their coats. They kind of turn their collars up and try to uh, stand under awnings while they smoke and stare through the rain drops at this impressive vehicle and its massive coterie. Uh, you head into the pub. Um, you see the man behind the bar. Bit of a blowout there, huh? What can I get you? No. Um, actually, my friend, uh, I'm, I'm looking for a filling station. He kind of rubs his eyes a bit. Yeah. The one in town hasn't had petrol in a week. Folks have been going just north of town. There's a farm there. Um, there's a... Well, dodgy bastard. has got a... Buys a six-month supply of petrol. He'll sell a bit to you. Thank you, my friend. Which road do I use to get out of town to get there? Uh, to spark the way you came, and then head north. Uh, it's about so minutes down the road. You'll see a, a fork go right. It's Abbott's farm. Thank you. Very kind. I head back to the car. Hey, Mike. I'm going to go back in. I'm going to, I'm sure I'm running <laughs> for a side away, but I want to ask about uh, the, the way to Ed, Edale. Oh, you see the bartender. He looks a little surprised to see you again. Oh, you're back. Uh, I just uh, wanted to ask real quick. What's Do you know the uh, village of Edale? Oh, north, far north. Yeah, I, I mean, I know about where it's at. Uh, do you have an idea how the best way of getting there? Oh, buckle yourself up for a while on these roads. What? Are you not taking the train? No, fortunately. Makes sense. Well, uh, if you need to get to Dale, then you'd need to head north. Uh, come here. I would just... Is that, is that fellow there who was asking about the, the petrol with you? Yeah, yeah he is. All right. What you'll want to do is you want to head north. I bet you can make Nottingham by nightfall. Maybe, if you press. You want to head toward, uh, north or Leicester. So, after you get petrol at Abbott's, you'll turn around and you'll head back to the fork and then you'll end up going left. And then you want to veer right towards Science for Leicester. 
after you make right. Leicester, it's continue north, Nottingham, and you're going to have to find some place to stay for the night because you don't want to be on these roads at night. All right. Okay. Well, thank you much for the uh, directions. Sure. What the? Um, can I ask? What, what's in? What's in the dell? What's? What? Uh, this is a village. Uh, a couple of our number are reporters, and there is some interesting story coming out of there. Animals uh, killing people, or some nonsense like that. Oh, well, it's quite the arm. Yeah, that's what I thought too. But you know, they just pay me to take people's places. Yeah, do as you must. Well, good luck to you. I go back to the car. Okay, you head back to the car. You all get settled into this raucous, sputtering auto. And, um, yeah. Mr. Uh, Forsyth has the wheel and the directions, so uh, I assume he is going to head out of town per instructions? Yep. You head out. But I am going to note um, out loud that uh, the uh, person at the, at the uh, bar used the word dodgy in describing this person, so we might want to uh, be uh, a little bit on our guard. It's for going the right direction. Starting? The, the farm owner. Okay, sorry. I wasn't sure who we were talking about. Um, it's not more than five or ten minutes down the road uh, where you come to the fork, Lonnie, and you veer right as you were told. Mm-hmm. Uh, you continue to trundle down an even worse road. So I'd like you to make me a drive auto here. This went very badly. <laughs> Seventy-seven out of twenty. You uh, you drive. Luck. Why <laughs> is he driving? I don't know. He's the one that got behind the wheel, and he said he was driving. Nobody else stepped up. Well, that's because I thought you could drive. I can drive. It's not well. Uh, <laughs> as is evident, you uh. Put your hands on that wheel, and you're moving down this way. You can see at the uh, the farmhouse there. It's a definitely thatched English cottage that sits back from the road a bit. You can see the wide rolling farm that's nearby. There's a uh, you know, fair amount of sheep that you can see just from the the road. But what concerns you with the with the road, especially in the immediate sense, is that the car begins to slide and the ass end of that car begins to kind of push out towards the right and you suddenly begin to lose control of the vehicle. Uh, It's at this point where the vehicle veers off the road uh, and into the uh, a slope area between the road and uh, the farm itself. They're probably maybe about three or four hundred feet from the beginning of the farm itself but you can see the the house in the distance there. Luckily, no one's hurt. Damn. I want to get out and inspect the vehicle. Make sure there's no damage. Are you alright, Miss O'Shea? Uh, yeah. I think I'll be okay. A little frightening. This ditch area, this, this slope that goes down, is a little muddy, but not as bad as the other side of the road. The other side of the road looks really treacherous. And it's, when I say road, it's more like this is the beaten dirt path that the farmer takes with the sheep 
on a regular basis. But yeah, just inspecting it, it uh, it's going to take a, an effort to get the vehicle back on the road. Well, I guess I'll get out. That's harder to push if you stay in, I guess. Well, harder for who, though? Everybody <laughs> out. Climb out. Is it still raining? Yes, it is. It's actually gotten worse. That sounds about right. It is raining and is now raining harder than it was when you left. I will offer uh, Dave and um, Lillian an umbrella to share. <laughs> uh, when I try to look for a plan of attack to get this car up. Well, um... Okay, so I guess you tell me how you're going to go about it, and I will tell you what roles could possibly affect it. What kind of uh, off-the-road are we talking? Like, is the front end just down, like, nose down somewhere? Yeah, it's more like the right front tire is stuck. It has gone into the dirt and the soft grass, uh, and it's probably about a third or so submerged in that grass. Okay, who is the heaviest among us? That would probably be me. Okay. Monsieur Forsyth, if you could please... Uh, I'll open the rear driver's side door. Um, or the rear rearest seat. Sit here, please. Okay. Wave over Jack and the doctor toward the front right side of the car, where I've kind of tried to get myself some purchase. Mm-hmm. And I, I make it look like I'm going to start pushing... I don't know that. Does this car drive from the rear? Yeah, most. Yeah. Uh, all the all, all the cars of the era were rear wheel rear wheel drive. Okay. Well then, scratch him in the back seat. Um, I'll, I'll ask him to get back in the driver's seat. Hesitantly. <laughs> uh, place the car in reverse. When you say go, go. Hmm. All right, so uh, who is going to help? Is, is is Jack? Are Jack and Sigmund going to help him push? Because it's, I, I think it's a terrible idea to have uh, Sigmund try to push. But you know. me too. I'm I'm not. Uh... <laughs> okay, Sigmund can hang out under the umbrella. Yeah, Sigmund's going to hang out and hold the umbrella for the ladies. <laughs> <laughs> so it's me, me and Jack. He has, to, he has to, like, of course, like academically push his glasses up while he's doing it. So. <laughs> uh-huh. They'll get the vehicle out. Monsieur. So while we're up there, Monsieur Doyle, I can't believe we let the man drive. <laughs> <laughs> he does all our driving. Just in life. So why don't you give me a strength roll, uh, uh, Simone? Then we're going to work with the All right. If you both dig in, you push and push, and uh, force that to give me a drive roll. I really think that Forsyth should be pushing. You should be driving, but well, someone should be driving. It's not me. Uh, but I'll drive. At the weight of his uh, driving skill, will keep him keep him on the boat. I'll spend six more luck. You spend six more luck. That's great. Uh, you spend six wow. luck, and after probably a good two or so minutes of pushing and pushing, and the card eventually reverses up back onto the road. And with a sputter and and absolute, you know, spurt of mud over Jack and Simone, the car is free and usable again. 
Bon. <laughs> Start walking around the car again. <laughs> Sloughing off mud. It's kind of pointless because it's raining. Right. I'll take my jacket off. Screw it. It probably feels better, actually. Oh, yeah. And uh, Abbott's farm is not far. I'm going to fold my coat over my arm and stand in front of the open driver's side door, <laughs> staring at Forsyth. Unless you have the pieces you, um, I'm sure that maybe you need some place from diving. Please take a seat in the back. It's quite comfortable. <laughs> You're a, you're a good man, Mr. Granger. I'll slide in with my coat in the driver's seat. I'll put it on the seat between myself and Jack. Tentative when the doctor gets back into the car with me. <laughs> 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 I'll tentatively get back in. It appears that people are ready. Alright, um, I guess I'm going to get a feel for this car. Get it moving in the direction we need to go. Okay. Yeah. Um, what's your just what's your drive? So you don't have to roll. What is it? Fifty-five. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I won't even make you roll. You get a. It takes you maybe thirty seconds to acquaint yourself with the levers and whatnot, and you set off at down the road. Yeah, the engine sputters a little bit more, but uh, it definitely gets you where you need to go. Read it as well as I can, and I will say soothing things to it. Oh, say. Uh, so Abbott's farm is a very traditional English farm. Uh, there's a wide open space for grazing sheep. Uh, you don't see any major crops being planted here, so it looks like he might be uh, in the sheep business. But it really isn't until you pull into where you see this kind of enormous uh, iron tank driveway. You can see the back lot of his farm is... Uh, is definitely for agriculture. And we see a tractor not far. Did you say there was a tank? Yeah, for the for petrol. Oh, okay. And that, not like a tank. <laughs> <laughs> no, not, not they are early. Like, how much is the tank? <laughs> this is the point of you said this was the point of no return. <laughs> <laughs> to me, to be completely historically honest, it's really funny because um their gas stations, such as they were, were like literally pumps outside of cottages. So, yeah, you'd have this nice pastoral English cottage with a gas pump in front of it. Um, there's a bit of a ruckus near the house, and you see, but you see a a man in a suit uh, with uh, some breeches come out. He seems to have dressed either for walking about. He doesn't seem like a farmer steps out to the car afternoon how can i help you good afternoon uh we were just in town and they said the only place to get petrol was here at the abbott farm are you mr abbott corner of the market on that <laughs> how very capitalist of you well if you've got all the petrol then you get all the business one day you americans will get smart for that so, um, it's a fancy car. He look, kind of looks around the car a bit. Oh. Did you find one of our English pumps? A small one. Mm. Mm. It found us. 
glad to help you out with some petrol. And how much did you need? Till the car, maybe a couple of uh, two-gallon cans if you have any available. Of course. Of course. I'm happy to uh, provide you with whatever you need. Yeah, steps back over to where this big iron pump is, and you can see alongside it there are a couple of small cans as well. Why don't you pull the vehicle over here and we'll get it uh, topped off. Thank you, sir. Get a car into position. He uh, takes the hose out and begins filling the vehicle. So, quite a lot of you in there. How many, uh, he kind of looks at you, Simon. Is it uh, a family matter? A hunting trip? Oh, there's a good game, especially here in the north. Is uh, what we have been told. You see him look around. Oh, yeah. How far are you going? I look back to you, Forsyth. Dale. Sorry, did you say a Dale? Yeah. Gonna be a late night for you. Well, we'll probably uh, over one of the larger towns on the way. Mm, Nottingham's your best bet. So I hear. Should be lodgings. Well, you have to watch all the crazy people in Leicester. <laughs> all right. Um, maybe give me a spot hidden roll, since you're kind of a bit off to the side. Might not be giving the uh, Abbott Farmer any uh, any paying in the him any mind. 33 out of 68. That's a hard success for you. You look at the house itself, and the facing part of the house just rubs you the wrong way. It looks a little off. And it really isn't until you give the windows of the house a real hard look, you notice that there are um, there are faces in the windows, like looking out. Like how many? Two or three. Carrying ages. Am I still in the car? Um, I mean, that's completely up to you. Oh, okay. Who's next to me? What's Sigmund? <laughs> of course. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna... I'm going to elbow him, then, like, look towards the windows. Ooh. Yeah, you have no idea what she's talking about. Just not a bad place. A pretty little cottage, but not bad. There is more than just him. Did you see something? Does it all look like they're kids? Uh, it looks like a fair amount of them are, are children. Yeah. So there's three faces that you see, two of them are children. And then there is a third one that you see on the far right end of the house uh, looks probably like they're in their teens. How many kids do you think he has? Well, I mean, the current record is 19, so... He fills up both hands as well. Alright then. That's two pounds. Um, while they're figuring that out, I'll take the cans and put them in the back of the rest of the stuff. You go down to reach for the cans and the farmer puts his foot like on one of them. Called in. I give him two pounds. Jack, you've been to Europe before. Um, what he's charging just an absolutely enormous amount for perpetual. Yeah. Oh yeah, I have no doubt. Like you're you're being robbed. Well, you know, monopoly at all. Takes the money. Nice doing business with you. Yeah, I bet it is. Turns around. Remember, stay away from those folks in Leicester. Um, when he turns around and heads back towards the house. The faces in the windows evaporate, like they run. I close the shoe back on the road. 
to get back in and on the road. So, now with a new driver, uh, why don't you give me a roll? See how well you fare on your way to Nottingham. Well, I fail. And if you crit fail this, I will laugh. That's a 46 over 55. All right. You get back on the road, and um, with Jack's navigating assistance, um, which basically amounts to him moving maps up and down so you can see things, uh, you do manage to make Nottingham, which is a a decent-sized town, uh, has a place for you to find an inn. Uh, They even have a have another place for you to store the vehicle so it's not raining. I'm going to shake um, the rain out of your clothes, though. It basically rained most of the day. Uh, and that, that vehicle is far from what we would call environmentally sealed. I'll, I'll let them figure out, like, lodging and stuff. I'm just going to basically wait for everybody to... I'll, I'll move all of the bags that need to get moved out of the car out of the car. Once we get it into whatever port it's going to, whatever lot or once we're yeah once we're in there and we get all the necessities out of the car uh, I'm going to open it up and take the time to do some maintenance like on the vehicle itself yeah look at my okay. oh yeah hold up my tool bag and I mean, it doesn't need to be like you know 100% but I want to make sure that it doesn't surprise us tomorrow Dr. Heads into the end Simone you are working on the car um, mm-hmm. be a little bit of a zen moment for you to kind of put things right um, that's what I was looking for Yeah. Um, the inn itself is a very traditional English inn um, the areas by comparison to American hotels or motels are much smaller and the accommodations are much smaller you have a fair amount of food choices but it's not busy uh You've picked a place here in Nottingham that's uh, not too terribly far from the road. You know, first thing for for uh, myself is a bit of food because I didn't eat when we stopped that little town back there. So I have no doubt that Forsyth is famished. Yes. Uh, doctor heads over to the, I guess, what would be the front desk. Good and tag. Uh, gentleman just steps up to the desk. Yeah, how can I help you? I would like to inquire about lodgings for five? Six. (laughs) Six of us, sorry. He was going to leave Simone in the car. Should just be two and and six per room, so... What, three of you? Three rooms? I pay him. So, uh, what's got you up this far north? We are traveling to Adele. Adele? Yeah, what are you, sightseeing? I'm more of a hunting trip. Oh, hunting, huh? Well, if you get an opportunity, if you get a, a chance to, uh, you you must see Mamtor. It's a it's a beautiful hill. If if you can get a spot of sunshine at all on Mamtor, you can see the whole Derby Valley. It sounds magical. Absolutely worth your time. Now, uh, Jav, uh, do you? Need a drink or some food, then? I would love both. Thank you. I'll bring up a few plates, then. Just uh, grab a seat out there. Wonderful. Thank you. You guys get food and drink, and you get a moment to sit in a, in a reasonably comfortable chair 
without the hustle and bustle or the bone shaking that goes on in an automobile in the 20s. Uh, you, you don't remember the last time your back hurt this much, Jack, but uh, that driver's seat up front and the, the one that's next to it that you rode in, uh, it's, it's not meant for long voyages, that's for sure. Anybody else in uh well it's probably a pub around here, isn't there? Yeah, you can get drinks here at the inn. I kind of actually want to go somewhere where I can talk to some of the locals. Yeah, I mean there's all sorts of places in the Nottingham area where you can go. Yeah, I just want to go to a local pub. You head out from uh from the inn after getting something to eat, uh and you find a pub. Uh, called the White Heart. Relatively tall, two-story white building. It's got a green sign, uh, white lettering. You see that the door is a bit aged. It's like uh, it's been in business for quite a while, but it's right down the road from where you're staying at. Perfect. Going by yourself? Well, I don't know if anyone else is interested. I guess I should ask. I'm going down to the pub. Anybody want to come along? I'm going to... Uh... Uh, I'm going to bed, frankly. You've had a long day. We've all had a long day, but... Uh... If you allow me to eat my food real quick, Jack, I'll go with you. Sure. Okay. Some of the locals might have an idea of what we might run into out there at Dale. Okay. Uh, Lillian says that she's going to head up to bed. She's a little tired. Um, she said she worked up quite the sweat watching you push the car out of the... <laughs> The gulf there, you so she's like, <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Sigmund, Jack, you guys head out, and then that would just leave uh, Lawrence, who's going off to bed, and then, of course, Miss, Miss O'Shea, that does leave you as well. Um, I will probably be um, studying until I fall asleep. All right, I'm, um, I'm having a Han Solo mo- moment. I have a bad feeling about this. <laughs> But bad feelings are your speciality. They really are. Okay. Uh, so Jack and Sigmund leave, and then um, Simone, you finish up with the auto and then come in, and you see that uh, it looks like, for the most part, most of the group is dispersed. It, it, it appears that Maeve is still finishing up her food when you come in. I'll cut over, look at the table pick something up with someone's plate and kind of chew on it. All I know, I'll sit down. What do you think of these stories about this uh, creature? Do you think there's any uh, any truth to, truth to it? Possibly. Depending. I mean, it could go either way. I mean, with the things we've seen. You have uh, you mentioned this before. Mm-hmm. Do you have any suspicions as to uh, what this might be? Oh, the creature? No. Perhaps there is uh, some entry in one of the many books in which you uh, peruse? They haven't said, I mean, specifically what we might find, but... Has everyone else uh, gone off to bed? Lillian. She said she was not, or she was tired. What about uh, Monsieur Doyle or the doctor? Oh, they went uh, to the pub. Of course. Is it you? I can uh, stay until you are uh, ready to go to bed. 
Oh, I'm going to be heading up to read for a while, so I'll be all right. But thank you. I don't suppose you know where all they went? I think it's down the street. I'm not sure which one. I'm sure that if, if it is uh, close by, I should be able to find it. Okay. Maybe you, uh, you head to bed. And Sigmund, you find the pub again, not too far down uh, the way. The uh, proprietors there welcome you as they would any other um, the any other fortunate souls to grace their pub and uh, get you squared away with drink. Um, and it isn't, but maybe a few minutes later before uh, before uh, you are joined by Mr. Granger. Acting up a little bit, just to you know, wipe off all the the grody. I'm still not bothering with my coat. My top coat is a mess. <laughs> Indeed, it is. The time I spent working with the car, I would have cleaned my boots off and made myself at least, you know, like a working man. Yeah. So the three of you in the pub there, enjoying a pint of actual European uh, ale. So it's a, a little more like what I'm used to. It's probably Guinness. I'm chewing a pint of Guinness. And yes, you're joined by uh, a, a, at least a, a reasonably wiped down <laughs> Mr. Granger. Give a chair, grab a stool, whatever. Oh, it, it's definitely stools. Do they at least have a table? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll pull a stool up to the table. So I know what you are going to say. Why did we take the car? Well, why did we take the car? As I, uh, as I said before, in a situation in which we don't necessarily know whether there is uh, danger to be had, I would rather we have some control over where we come and go. According to uh, Miss O'Shea, we could be dealing with something that is, uh, well, unusual. Doctor chuckles around his Guinness. I'm going to point to the daughter's pint. May I uh, sample it? Slide it over. I'm going to smell this concoction. You're going to wish you hadn't. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're not really sure. It smells like someone brewed bread and kind of condensed it into this liquid state temporarily. It has a very earthy smell to it. Is that a tawing for the roof? Slide it back over. <laughs> tawing for your insides. Um, is there table service or is this, you know, go get your own? This is this is go get your own, for sure. Okay. Hey, I go get you something. Uh, what would you like? Honestly, considering the day we've had, uh, I look and see if there's any wine bottles over there. Um, yeah, there's one. Perhaps if they have a Merlot. Yeah, yeah, sure. I go up to the bar. Is there any local stuff setting up at the bar? Oh, absolutely. Right. I order another round and a Merlot for him. Yeah, the uh, lady behind the bar seems to be chatty, chatty enough. She uh, pours you a few drinks. and. So my friends and I are heading up to uh, the village of Adeo. Anything we should keep an eye out for? Do you know? Oh, uh, crazed farmers? I don't know. I, I don't usually get that far north. I There's a local rag here that talked about um, there being, I don't know, some 
dog running around up there that was that hurt some people. I heard a couple of them were were cut up pretty serious, but I didn't hear much more on that. It was this was months ago. Oh, nothing since then, huh? I don't think so, but I don't, I don't, I don't usually get a hold of those papers. Yeah, right. Sure, it's nothing. Probably a, a wrecked imagination, I'm sure. Northern countryside's boring for more than a few people. Not much out there except, uh, you know, farmland, sheep, uh, the occasional fight between folks who have too much at a pub, you know. Right, right. She gets you your drinks and says, uh, you're definitely from the States, huh? Yeah, Chicago. Let me know if you need any other drinks. I'm happy to help. I'll take these back to the table. Well, they've heard of this beast around this area. Reach out and take my glass. Uh, merci, Monsieur Doyle. So they've heard about it, but they don't know much. We'll probably have to wait till we get to the village before we find anybody that knows anything. If somebody around here knew a little bit more, we'd have a better idea of where to start, but it's fine. If there's anyone that is on uh, our trail for whatever reason, people knowing where we are going. Now, anybody anybody who's following us would have uh, take, taken the uh, train if they uh, had any idea where we were going, because there's no way anybody is following us on the road. Especially after that uh, windabout uh, path we took to get here. We have seen uh, very much of the countryside. Yeah. You, uh, you all finish up your drinks and head back to the inn for the night. Seems the rain has uh, trailed off a bit since you've been inside, but the moist and cool, turning to cold air gets through your coats, wraps its way around your neck, chills your spine a bit as you hustle back into the inn. The proprietor greets you with a knowing smile and uh, wishes you a good night's rest. And that is where we'll close this session down at. So I want to thank you all for joining us for another episode. And I hope to see you all next week. Okay. And uh, again, for those of you who have chosen to back us on Patreon, I appreciate that. Uh, We can't thank you enough. 